Welcome to Box Office Culture on the United Theatre Podcast Network. We are back with another new episode. Uh, this week is a very timely episode, and joining us, it's been a while actually, is our our own Greg Moran. My shadow ban is over. Your shadow ban is <laughs> over. Um, Greg, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. This topic this week was actually Greg's idea. Um, we are approaching the 21st day of July, 2023, also known as Barbieheimer. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer? Yes. Oh, I didn't see the end. Yeah. I thought it was just Barbieheimer. Okay. Or Oppenbob Barbie, Oppenbarbie. I've seen that too. I have not seen that. No, know. I've seen that one so too. You did a deeper dig than I did. Not really. Don't <laughs> don't oversell it. Um, but anyway, we we decided off of Greg's recommendation to talk about this this internet phenomenon that is Barbenheimer. Um, off of both of those films, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer and Greta Gerwig's Barbie, both releasing this Friday, the twenty first. Just a quick note. We are getting Barbie here at the United Theater. We're going big for Barbie, actually. We have a, a Malibu Mixer Barbie party on Friday night. Um, unfortunately, if you're listening to this now, you're too late. It's sold out. You should have acted early. Um, but we are showing the movie for a few weeks. We, however, are not getting Oppenheimer. Um, but I suggest you go seek out Oppenheimer on the biggest 70 millimeter IMAX screen possible, as Christopher Nolan intended. Um, but we're going to talk about the marketing of this. We're going to talk about box office here on Box Office Culture and uh, a little of why the marketing arm of both Universal, who's putting out Oppenheimer, and Warner Brothers, who's putting out Barbie, uh, have kind of a great thing going here. Um, so I'm going to start of those, with you. They can take the day off, man. They can't. They, they're marketing heads. Yeah. yeah, they're they're good. The internet, you you guys on the internet are doing it for them. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kick off with. Kind of a description of, of this and what this is, since this was your idea. Great. Uh, so, yeah, I, it kind of stem, stemmed from an article I read. Uh, I forget where it was. My, there's one on Insider that's kind of great about it. I think Deadspin was the first one I saw about how they think that Warner Brothers did this on purpose. Because Warner Brothers historically had a great relationship with Christopher Nolan. Most of his movies, from Insomnia up through Tenet, were released through Warner Brothers. Until the pandemic happened, and he was very, very vocal. He's a very vocal guy, oh, but yes. very vocal about not liking their day-and-date approach, releasing their entire slate of movies in 2021 on HBO Max. He's got some, he's got some really great, funny quotes about it, about how people, directors and filmmakers, went to bed thinking they worked for the best studio in the world, and they woke up working for the worst streamer in the world, mm. um, which, you know, definitely some shots fired. So anyways, Oppenheimer is now a universal picture. He, his war relationship with Warner Brothers is currently dead. And a lot of people, there's conjecture, rumor, conspiracy theory, whatever you want to call it, that Warner Brothers did this on purpose to hurt him. Which is, frankly, possible. It, there's it, a lot of back backroom stuff going on when they make these dates. It is also a crowded marketplace for the summer. It doesn't matter if it was on purpose or not, and if it was, Warner Brothers was stupid like a fox, because this is the best possible thing that could happen to both of these films. It totally is. Uh, and also, I I mean, the whole congested summer argument is so weird to me, because they 
the they, they all they are. throw <laughs> everything into July, mm-hmm. but August uh, like the month of August is is a bit of a wasteland. You know, there's not any really exciting movies coming out in August, unfortunately. Um, so I mean, I I get it. Everybody wants to dump their movies in July, and then you could throw Tom Cruise in here too, right? Uh, with with Mission Impossible coming out a week prior, um, yeah, and absolutely. they're all fighting for major, big, large format screens, to, or at least Mission Impossible, Mission and Impossible, and yeah. Are, but even even Tom couldn't get that done because uh, Nolan shot it in IMAX. He has a, I think it's a three week exclusive, yeah, in all IMAX. Other other seventy millimeter formats. Or PLF formats that aren't IMAX, Tom Cruise could potentially get into. I mean, but, theaters are going so far as to build out to accommodate the yeah. six hundred pound. What is it? Like, eleven mile, eleven long. mile long, yeah. seventy millimeter reel of Oppenheimer IMAX, which is crazy. So yep, that's on what or IndieWire has a fantastic picture of the the reel that Oppenheimer is on. Ridiculous. It's incredible. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So. Let's talk, well, first let's talk about what this is. I mean, you just said why this is, but for anybody listening that's like still wondering what, what is, what's happening here? What, what is happening with Barbie and Oppenheimer marketing wise? What does that look like? Well, the internet got a hold of it and because they're so diametrically opposed, it became this, it took on a life of its own. People started doing fan artwork, splitting the two. Uh, ma- mashups, things like that, and as the internet does with viral stuff, it just took completely took on a life of its own. And now you have uh, AMC already has more. This is from like a, a week ago. Twenty thousand people just in AMC theaters, not in indies like ours and other places, have bought tickets to see both of them on the same day. That's back to five back. hours of movies crazy not even not even if it's not back to back like you know matinee and the late late show whatever but they're seeing it that day there's people online debating what the proper way to see them yeah in the same brun- day is brunch and barbie followed brunch by and- some happy hour and uh yeah oppenheimer yeah from what i hear you might want a few drinks before you go see oppenheimer yeah. it's pretty brutal um but yeah it's and this has become even after i suggested this to you the sag aftra thing added another wrinkle to it because now Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig and Brian Gosling, et cetera, can't go out and promote Barbie. Cillian Murphy, Florence Pugh. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Robert Downey Jr. They, they had to leave the premiere yeah. because of the strike. Yep. The internet's still doing the work for them. And the thing is, like, Mission Impossible, don't, don't get me wrong, it's going to be fine. It had a decent opening, a little softer than they wanted to, but overall very good. Overall actually set the five-day record for the franchise. Like, it's doing fine. The thing is, nobody's talking about it. No. On shows no. like this. People on, are talking on, about Barbie. They're talking about- A lot of people are talking about Oppenheimer. Yesterday was the anniversary right. of the Oppenheimer test, you know, the Manhattan Project mm-hmm. testing. Um, so it's, it's getting a lot of play. Right. And, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Like I said, Mission Impossible is going to be fine. I think it's going it's to have legs too. The best- all, And Christopher Nolan has said, the market has been looking for a crowded, a crowded marketplace. All three of these movies are getting great reviews, great early reactions. Uh, we've had Mission Impossible playing for almost a week now. People are loving it. Um, and apparently Oppenheimer's a masterpiece. And the, the interesting thing about Christopher Nolan and Oppenheimer, it's a biopic. You know, right. It's a Christopher Nolan fan. You get a, a, As a Christopher Nolan fan, you get a lot of people that go to see Christopher Nolan movies because right. he takes the time and care to shoot them 
and to do his effects practically and to shoot on large formats. And you know what you're getting. He's a filmmaker who's, who's really dedicated to theatrical exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, unlike compared to Barbie, which is like a storied franchise in and of itself because of the toy right um and where it's come from in the history and like everybody knows what barbie is totally different demographic the fact that people are are buying tickets in mass like and, that yeah to go see both films this potentially helped oppenheimer more than it helped barbie oh uh, it definitely helped oppenheimer more than i i would i would agree yeah. that I think it definitely helped Oppenheimer yeah, more than because Barbie. Because this viral marketing, the internet marketing, appeals primarily to younger people, whereas Oppenheimer, male skewing, older skewing, out of the gate. Also, a weird choice for a summer movie. It, you know, in theory, you know, franchise-heavy yeah. summer. It's um, that's when that's that's a Nolan thing, though. It, with the it exception is. of uh, Interstellar, like almost all of his movies come out like mid-July now. That's just kind of his thing. Which is interesting because I think it. It, it kind of cuts the franchise popcorn blockbuster movies with some more adult fare. Right. You know, otherwise you have to go seek it out through indie films and things right. like that. But no, I agree with you totally. Like this, this could, if it wasn't for the fact of the anniversary happening, this is a great November movie. It is. And it could last because of, there's no other huge movies coming out then. It could last all the it way could through ride the winter. A, it yeah. could ride award season buzz Absolutely. to the Oscars. But, it, you know, it's funny, though, that you say that um, this is something that he's he's behind or his fans are behind because, uh, you know, we t- we've talked about Tenet on this show before. I, I enjoy Tenet. It's a challenging movie for some. Um, you can say what you want to about Warner Brothers um, and their handling of that movie, but I would say that that movie, no matter what studio handled it, would have similar issues. I don't think that movie would have done really great with any studio handling I, uh, it. So I, I agree. I mean, the fact that he how, blames Warner yeah. Brothers is a little funny. If you've been me. listening from day one, you know how I feel about Tenet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love Nolan, and I and part of it is him trying to. I mean, he, as we said, he's very outspoken. I don't think he does a lot of platitudes, but he's also he's like, I'm not going to answer this que- these Barbie questions. What I will say is, it's good that there's a crowded marketplace kind of end quote there but the truth is it's it's this is the best thing this is the best thing for both movies this is great for the movie theaters we have all sorts of people like the buzz is i, I hate using this as a cliche the buzz is palpable for barbie it is in a way that it wasn't for mission impossible it definitely wasn't for indie it wasn't for anything since probably top gun maverick we have a barbie party that i mentioned at the top of the show that we're doing to celebrate the release of barbie we actually ended up adding another screening that is, night of at Barbie. At least since I've been here, the first time we've done simultaneous screenings first at the time, very same time. First time Top ever. Top Gun, we had a couple. They overlapped. Yeah. This is the first time we've done them at the same time so that they end at the same time. The, yep. And then they culminate with this party. Yeah. And it's all sold out. Right. You know, we're still a week out. Um, this is by far and away the most advanced pre-sells we've ever had. And the buzz is so much that I think we're going to be like turning people away with a stick. We're going to be like, no, back yeah. away. There's yeah. no Barbie for you. Like but we're going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, you're going to have to come see the movie, but this party that we're doing is the buzz around it is crazy. People are so excited. They're dressing up. It's going to be a whole scene. And I think when that, I got to the studio, they were testing out the bubble machine. That's all I'm going to say. That's right. We were testing our bubble machine. We also have a pink wall. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've gone all out for it, but um, I think, 
I I do. I think that this the Barbie too. We've talked about it on the show. It's it's a uh, when you watch the trailers, there's a a little bit of mystery still on what this movie is, or mm-hmm. like it's PG thirteen. Are people gonna bring kids? I don't know. Our our party is not for kids. It's right. for adults only. Um. But I'm really interested to see how this movie does and how what kind of legs it has. I agree, and because and I think and I say this as a private citizen, not as an employee of the United, not as yeah, and as somebody who has not seen it, I do worry that we're gonna get people, especially on like Saturday, Sunday mornings, we're gonna get the same Little Mermaid crowd, and which was primarily for us, mothers bringing in their very young daughters. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is great and they had a good time and it was a bonding experience and most of those mothers are of the age where the original Disney Little Mermaid was like probably integral to their development for better or worse <laughs> and uh, I feel like they're going to come to this and especially kids that age there might there's lots of bright colors to see but I don't think this movie is going to be, it, it's got a PG-13 rating Yeah. I do not think it's going to be something that a five year old girl is going to love apart from the colors and I think know, it'll be it'll it's, shoot it's very clear over their head. Absolutely. I think it's going to be very uh high concept. Very I mean it's Greta. And and Noah Baumbach. Noah Baumbach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, when you're thinking, "Hey, you know, who would write a great movie for young women?" Greta maybe. Yeah. Noah Baumbach is not the highest on my list for that. No, no. But it's I mean Regardless, those people are still going to, you know... They're going to come out. They're going to come out. Yeah. And it's going to... I do think Barbie is going to kill Oppenheimer. Not kill it, but it's going to definitely come way above Oppenheimer as far as box office Absolutely. goes. It always had... You can get more showings in. It's less time. Exactly. I mean, Oppenheimer's three hours long. Yeah. That keeps some people away. Yep. Um, and it also, just from a physical standpoint, you can get more showings in of Barbie. You can. In, you can. in a theater. Uh, it also has... It's got way more broader appeal for sure um but i think they're they're both going to do well uh, oppenheimer will catch up a little bit only because it's all in all the plfs that are charging 22 dollars a ticket as opposed to that's true that's 14. a good point but that's it, no it's not i know i still think barbie barbie's barbie will win the weekend barbie easily. will play at more screens like we're right. playing barbie we couldn't we we had to choose we had to choose one or the other we can't yeah. because we have mission impossible and other things live the, events there in yeah. live events the overlap didn't work for us to open two big movies it generally doesn't we have sometimes when we're like oh man we got to pick between x or y mm-hmm. um barbie was the right pick for us i think um it's just oh, gonna yeah, for sure yeah and and honestly as a as a cinephile i personally would want to see oppenheimer on 70 millimeter imax you know, right, right. that's how, that's where I would go see it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the right choice. Um, I do. There, there's a funny picture of Greta Gerwig and Margot Margot Robbie holding tickets to Oppenheimer in a theater. Which, which is Cruz and McQuarrie did that first, though. Did they? they I did. didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I, it, I mean, it's got to be staged. The movie's not out. Well, no. I mean, you can buy advanced. Oh, tickets. it's advanced we, tickets. Yeah. I didn't think about it like yep. that. And then, yeah. and but then, Sidney Murphy and. Christopher Nolan did finally do the same oh, thing. Oh, did they? They did. Yeah. They they did it this week, it looked Which, like. Which, I mean, there's no reason not to. It's promote fun, each other. Yeah, promote each other. Promote yeah. the industry. Exactly. Um, that's theatrical, what we need. You know, rising tides. Especially theatrical exhibition. Absolutely. Uh, which, you know, during the pandemic was in huge jeopardy. And then companies- It's still went, not back. It's still not fully back. It's, no. It's Maverick getting, helped. It's but, getting better and better. Right. Um, but I will say, like- Companies like Warner Brothers didn't help 
you know, during the pandemic, Warner Brothers said, we're going day and date on streaming and in theaters for all of our major titles for the entire year, which they thought was like a gift to the world to say, you guys are all stuck at home. You're, this is a pandemic here. Right. Sign up for our streaming service, then HBO Max, and you'll, you'll get day of date releases. You, know, you can just watch it from your home. You don't have to go to theaters. Well, theater chains and small independent theaters alike, like us, uh, didn't enjoy that. And it really kind of took us a couple steps back because other streamers started doing similar things. Luckily, you know, Disney was at 45 days for a long time. That's starting to stretch back out again. Stretching back out, thank God, because we know we've seen it here. Um, These Disney films have been playing late. I mean, we opened Encanto. Granted, when when Encanto came out, it was was still pandemic. pandemic That movie did terribly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all the animated films we opened after that, they were so slow to pick up. They some of them didn't like Lightyear didn't do great. It's because people strange, strange world, strange, strange world, shit, yeah, yeah. It's because people are are trained a little bit now. Right. Oh, I don't need to go to the theater. We can see this in a few weeks on. Well, on, that's, especially if you've got two or three kids, you've got three kids. Yeah. So you're going to a different theater. You know, even at, at a matinee price, it's like fifty bucks just for you to like walk in the door. Yeah. That's not including any snacks. Any soda, bundling them up, you know, if it's the winter, you know. No, it's it's an outing, but it's a, there's something to be said about going to the movies, and we were in jeopardy of losing that a little bit, yeah. um, the experience of that and what it means, and then people's people's ability to to do it, and then their their desire to desire. do it. Desire. I, I think the biggest thing is the desire. But what I'm noticing more and more and more, and it's, I mean, it's definitely picking up, is that people do want to get out. People mm-hmm. want to get out of their house, but I think people really want to watch this stuff with crowds. That's why things like this Barbie party and, and showing the movie, you know, doing two big screenings of it, that's how people want to see this stuff. So I, I'm glad we're coming out of it, but Warner Brothers certainly yeah. didn't help. Um, I, would, I would say they've had a rough summer too. You know, The Flash. Uh, was Financially, like, the you know, Oof. say what you will about anything else. Financially, it was an unmitigated disaster. Yeah, the Flash did not do too well for them. So, uh, I think Barbie is going to save the day for them and right. and continue. This has been a great summer. We've had Indiana Jones, we have Mission Impossible, uh, Asteroid City. There's been some really great movies, and they're doing well. Um, and I think Barbie and Oppenheimer are prob- they're probably the end of the summer season. I think after those two films come out. You have like a Ninja Turtles movie in August. <laughs> Don't sleep on the turtles. No, Ninja Turtles looks good and it will do well. After that, there's, uh, you know, it's slim pickings after that mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, well, that's the thing. All three of these movies are going to have some legs, I think. I think so too. Um, especially, mean, I don't know, all, all three of them will. And that's, that's what Nolan was trying to say. Like now we're going to have three movies that are all getting revi- like reviewed very well have great cinema scores, have great audience reactions, and they're going to be around for a while. They and they're, they're kind of a little bit of something for everybody. They're they something for everybody, and they're all so different, too. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, you can go see Mission Impossible one week, Barbie the next, Oppenheimer the next. I mean, it's sustaining. And with the amount of rain we've had lately, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, come out to the movies. I hope that this kind of changes the way we... You know, we need to start reframing how we think about hits, misses, flops. Everything is so focused on the first week. 
I feel like. And, you know, the narrative is built for a movie after the first week. Yeah. Elemental is a perfect example of that recently. Opened very soft. Second worst opening for a Pixar movie since Toy Story 1, when nobody knew what Pixar was. And obviously we know what happened with Toy Story 1. Um, but has legged it out, has had legs, and people, families are continuing to go to these movies. Yeah, it's still doing and business. And it's got a solid... If not a solid, if not spectacular box office run. It does. Even for a Disney for, movie. I, I would say it is the first Disney movie since the pandemic animated Disney movie to, right. to do that. You know, Little Mermaid did really, really well too. That's coming up on 300 million domestic. Yeah. And that's huge. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I think this Barbieheimer phenomenon is interesting because we also pay close attention to how these movies are marketed. Um, some movies do great marketing some do really poorly um i would argue that oppenheimer barbie's done a, a killer job on well, its barbie's own Barbie's just been all over the place it's, they're they're sinking a ton of money but into it's the marketing. it's a brand like right. it's literally one of the most identifiable brands in the world mm-hmm. um so it's easy oppenheimer is like the bringer of death and destruction <laughs> you know um historically fascinating story right dark as hell um Compared to Barbie, I can't. I, 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 this concept of people seeing these movies on the same day is so interesting to me because <laughs> while it sounds like a fun novel idea, it is also like, I, it's it's two t- completely different moods. Um, Absolutely, and, and but that can be good. And but that's the thing; it is completely a novelty, and it's an internet generated novelty. It is, and that's going to make so many more people that probably wouldn't have seen Oppenheimer and definitely not have seen Oppenheimer that day. Do it just to be a part of something. Which movie would you see first? How would you plan your uh, Bar Barbie Barbie Barbenheimer? Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. I would uh, personally, I would probably do Oppenheimer first, just because it's longer. Get it out of the way. Go have a couple of drinks and have fun. For, that, you know. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I feel like ending the night on Oppenheimer is probably not the. You're gonna go home. It's and gonna sleep be kind of a bummer. And, yeah. There's a story of. Uh, like a historian and world war two and specifically the atomic bomb is like his, his main area of focus. And he saw this movie and he's like still recovering. Yeah. Like it really took him for a loop and yeah. You know, it's a good follow up to Oppenheimer grave of fireflies or, uh, yeah. I mean, just to, just to turn around and watch, um, I don't know where the day takes you or yeah. Yeah. Barbie, something super, not super uplifting. You know what I want to see now? Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um so yeah, I mean I think it's going to be it's it's has been a good summer for movies. And I think this is like a really interesting case for it continuing to be good. Before we end here though, I do want to talk like really briefly about um cuz cuz we kind of talked briefly about summer congestion for movies mm-hmm. and things like that. Um I just wanted to talk quickly about November and get your take on November because as I'm scheduling these movies, which is part of my job here yep. for the fall and trying to figure it, because like I said, we, we couldn't get Oppenheimer because we got Barbie. There right. are days where you, you say, here's what's coming out this day. We have to pick and choose because of the volume and, and different types of things we do here. So November starts out with Dune part two, which we are most definitely getting. That's all, I thought that was December. No, right. November 3rd. Great. Um, and we're, we're definitely getting that. I'm hoping, I'm trying to put together a, a mm-hmm. double screening of Dune Part 1 and Part 2 the Thursday before that opens. So we'll, fingers crossed. Yeah. 
The next week, you have the Marvels, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the new Captain Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan movie. Yep. With Photon. Yeah, which looks great. Um, so you have Dune one week, the Marvels the next. The next week, which is the week before Thanksgiving, which, you know, they're going to start piling stuff on here. Yeah. You have the Trolls sequel, which is going to do well. You know, I don't know if it's a second or third movie. I don't, I'm not a big fan of those movies, but they, right. they, they do well. Kids movies generally do well. You also have a new Hunger Games prequel, I think, um, which, you it's know. news to me. Yeah, there's a Hunger Games prequel. <laughs> okay. You have uh, Taika Waititi's new movie, Next Goal Wins, Next Go- yeah. which is, uh, looks funny. You also have Eli Roth finally made Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and it's coming out on the week of Thanksgiving, essentially. Makes sense. Uh, so yeah. then you go four more days in to the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which is the next week. You have Napoleon opening, Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Yep. And then with Joaquin Phoenix, new trailer just came out. And then you have a, a new Disney animated film called Wish, which I don't know much about, but it it looks like the kind of so Disney why can, animated why can film. Some of those come out in August. Right? Yeah. August, September <laughs> yeah. has like September, nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, why dump all of those movies together? Because what what we have to do here is we have to pick and choose. Yep. We can only pick a few of those. Well, that's like I was kind of saying before, I hope this, I really just wish they would rethink. Like, it's not the old days where it's like, the blockbusters have to come out here. If you don't come out here during the summer, you're not going to make $500 million. Mm-hmm. If you don't come out here, you're not going to get awards. Like, I, I just don't know if that's even true anymore because there's so many shows like this there's so many websites that cover movies and shows on a daily basis. I mean, look at how TV has done this, especially with streaming. You have shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, What We Do in the Shadows, like popular shows, Reservation Dogs is starting soon, that are now starting in July. Mm-hmm. That used to be unheard of. No, they all started in September. And these are, these are shows, The Bear just came out a couple of weeks ago, is getting rave reviews. Yeah, I think, like, I think timing is, uh, I mean, I, I understand I do understand the summer push. The summer, because the kids are out of school. But the, I think that's really the only... Thanksgiving, there's a Thanksgiving push for kids. Like the yeah. Trolls movie and the Disney movie coming out the same week. Yeah. Uh, that's nuts. I, I'm going to have to pick one of those. There's right. no world in which I can pick both. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's well, the right answer. Yeah, like I said, there's certain things that make sense holiday-wise or anniversary-wise. I get that. But then there's Napoleon. But there's having this general <laughs> sense of, nope, we put our Oscar movies out on this month. Yeah, and we put exactly. a, you know, I, I just think that's old-school thinking that needs to be re- rethought. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I think it, I mean, it's hard. You have months of the year that have, that are wastelands. Right. They're like, they're like movie deserts. Well, that, and if you're smart, you put your movie out right in front of that. You do. Um, what was the one, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots came out in because March. Because of that. And, it, and there was nothing else. Nothing. Nothing else for kids. Nope. And that movie, A, it was, Lee was correct. That movie was beautiful. That, like, I finally saw it after the fact. Oh, it's so good. It's One hilarious. Of the, it, it, was, it was incredible. Great script, too. And yes, you need that. But it also, it had no competition. And it had one of the better non-Mario, non-Spider-Man animated performances of the year. It Bo- did. Box office-wise. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's so like, why put out Trolls and a new Disney movie within a week of each other? Right. Because honestly, like you mentioned earlier, most families, it's very expensive to come out to the movies. Yeah. It's a premium special night out experience. You have to, you have to make a choice there. Right. Most families are not going to see both of those movies. So, you know, 
Whereas I, I'll I'll make the exact o- opposite argument for Barbie and Oppenheimer. Everybody's like, oh, they're competing against each other. It's like, no, they're not. It's the the people that have to see one or the other. The Oppenheimer people are going to go see Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. The Barbie people are going to go see Barbie. And we're also acting as if these people are only like you're only allowed to go see one movie a year, yeah, or, or a week, yeah, which is completely ridiculous. I've done one. I saw three movies in one day at a theater because they were all. It was a, a I was happened to be in town that day. It was all smaller movies that weren't going to play at my local. Like this is way before we were open. This was like 10, 12 years ago. Uh, Stonington Regal was the only one around here, and they weren't going to play these. And yeah. I saw Moonrise Kingdom, Safety Not Guaranteed, and I think it was To Roam with Love. It was like a, a Woody Allen flick, back to back to back at a place. You know, there was time yeah, in the middle do. for a dinner. That that's the thing. I mean, you have people who go to the movies regularly. Because they want yeah. to go to the movies. Well, I I think I think studios are going to see this and they're going to try to replicate it. I could see a studio trying oh to do this to themselves, yeah, and counter program themselves because it's a copycat league. They're like, oh, we don't have to do any marketing now, and it's going to fail miserably. It's going to fail so the, bad. The, the beauty of this, people is will it, see right through it. It's organic. Mm-hmm. People will see right through yeah, that. This is lightning in a bottle. Yeah, but it's beautiful, beautiful it, lightning in a bottle. It, it's not lightning it's atomic it's, it's atomic yeah <laughs> it's atomic fusion all right well mm-hmm. let's end it there um what let's actually let's end it what what movie you're more excited about and I, I imagine you're seeing them both i am uh yeah i mean when we talked earlier i i've said months yeah. ago how excited i was for barbie you're holding on especially because i okay. don't well i like we said we still even with the trailers we've had, we don't know exactly nope. what it's going to be. Whereas Oppenheimer, I know it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's Christopher Nolan in his wheelhouse. Apparently, Christian uh, Cillian Murphy's performance is like could change his career, which is already a good career. Yeah, but it's you know I know what I'm getting out of that. Yep, you do. I'm I'm interested to see both. I. I... I have to say, I'm slightly more excited for Oppenheimer, but you're right. Yeah. Well, no, and that, that makes sense. I'm just st- still so intrigued by Barbie. Yeah, so. me too. All right, we'll end it there. Thank you, Greg. Good suggestion. And um, just to end on a note, uh, Box Office Culture has been a bi-weekly podcast. Uh, we are going to start moving to do this weekly, starting with this episode. And as you can tell, since we're wrapping up right now, we're holding these to about a tight 30 minutes or less. So we're, we're shortening these episodes. We're going to do more because there's so much to talk about. Uh, and next week, we'll probably be back on to talk a little bit about the actor strike and the implications of that on the future of box office and uh, film releasing. So stay tuned for that. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the United Theatre Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. And if you could take a moment to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. Your feedback helps us create content that you love. So hit that subscribe button and leave us a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.